Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. Today I'm going to be sharing with you some truthful signs to help you recognize when a relationship is no longer working and some signs of when it's time to walk away and end a relationship. And I know this concept, this topic can be really, really hard to swallow, but I think it's really important to address because unfortunately I see in here of many unhealthy relationships where both individuals are unaware of the changes they can make to make it better, or they're so far gone that they're just stuck in an unhealthy relationship and no one deserves that. We all deserve to be in healthy relationships filled with love and happiness. And I think sometimes there's not enough healthy role models of relationships to really bring us into awareness of like, oh, this is what it should look like versus what it shouldn't. And obviously there's every relationship is different, but I'm talking about like healthy and unhealthy signs and qualities and characteristics about relationships. And trust me, I get it. It's uncomfortable. Like actually two years ago to this day of where I'm recording it, which is July 20th, I actually made my own decision and I came home from Costa Rica and I left my relationship with Evan. And I'm pretty open around why I did that. I shared on episode 79 and 124. So you can listen there. You can hear our story. Um, I will preface like the signs I'm going to share with you today. I think I have eight or nine aren't what I experienced with him. You know, we were able to come back together and make it work, obviously, because now we're engaged um, because of the inner work we did. And it was a healthy relationship still before I left it. But there was still work that we needed to do. And, you know, at that time, I made a decision to leave it a relationship instead of actually making it work. And so at the end of the day, like relationships can be beautiful and fulfilling part of life. Like I think relationships are really all we have in life, whether it's friendships, relationships, right? Like our connections with humans. Um, But sometimes despite our best efforts, they don't work out as we hoped. People change, things happen. And I think it's really important when it, it, I think it's important to recognize and accept when it's time to end a relationship or when true work needs to be done so that you're not in an unhealthy unstable relationship, right? Like we should be emotionally and mentally in a good place. And like I said, I I do want to preface here by saying, I believe a lot of relationship issues and conflicts can be worked on and resolved. I do think our generation has been taught to believe, you know, it's easy to just leave and find someone new, like what the divorce rate is like 50%, 51% last I checked. And, you know, if you talk to our grandparents, the generation before them, my grandma's like, we didn't just walk away after an argument. We communicated and we, we made it work because we didn't just have access to a new person. And I've heard many 
couples and individuals share, you know, when they've had breakups or divorces that they experience the same patterns repeating in the future relationships, because it's not the person, it's the behaviors you or the person you're attracting to you is happening, right? Like I remember talking to a guy once he divorced his first wife, got remarried a few you know, years later, maybe after their honeymoon la la phase, he was having troubles and struggles with his second wife. And very similar to his first wife. And I remember him telling me like, not like a regret, but he's like, one of the things I wish I knew and what I wish I did different was I wish I never left my first wife and I wish we got help and I wish we worked on it because I realized it wasn't her. It was like issues in the relationship that could have been improved on. And instead I'm here now with my second wife with, with the same issues, wasted time on, you know, my healing and yada, 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 where I could have just taken responsibility and made changes. So I'm going to share with you eight to nine signs. And I want you to take them as a grain of salt here, because maybe for you, if maybe you're in a relationship, maybe it's a sign to leave, or maybe it's a sign for you to get help. And I think it's important to normalize getting help because two individuals have grown differently, have different communication and lifestyle patterns. And there can be conflicts when getting in a relationship, moving in together, getting married, and that's okay. And it's okay to ask for help, whether you go to therapy or counseling, or you join a relationship program. I have radiant relationships that's helped women in current relationships or women who are single, getting into new relationships, having healthier practices, um, to get help so that you can improve yourself and improve your relationships. But I would like to say like, these are just common signs I've seen in relationships that I, I believe are unhealthy. Um, you may not realize it's not normal based on how you grow up. So I've, I've spoken with some women. They're like, wait, it's not normal to be yelling at each other. Every argument. No, right. Like there's better ways to communicate instead of screaming at the top of your lungs. Right. Or just things like that, because maybe that's how you grew up. Maybe that's how you saw your parents, your grandparents, and that's okay. That's how, what you experience. but I want to bring awareness to you so you can make the best decision for you, for your relationship to benefit, you know, everybody involved. And, um, like I said, Evan and I have a breakup coming back together story. I've seen a lot on relationships. I've experienced a lot, and I think it's just important to have open conversations about this. So let's dive in. I have nine signs here of when it, it's nine signs to recognize that it may be time to end a relationship, that a relationship isn't working and you may need to walk away or really improve it. Okay. So the first one is lack of communication and emotional distance. So one of the first signs that a relationship is not doing well and it's breaking down is communication. Communication is key in life. And when partners stop communicating their thoughts, their feelings, their dreams with each other, um, distance starts to, to grow, right? There's a, there's a disconnect and that can lead to, you know, emotional lack of emotional intimacy and leading to one or both individuals feeling like isolated or unheard and not feeling seen in the relationship. And it can create conflicts. It can create arguments. You know, for me, communication was a big role. I, I was struggling. I was hitting burnout, uh, in 2021 at that time in my life, a lot of my baggage was coming up. And instead of communicating how I was feeling and my thoughts with Evan, I un- subconsciously based on like my protection mechanism, I shut down, I avoided, and I just didn't communicate whatsoever. 
and communication is key. We all have different languages and I think it's really important to understand how we speak, how we listen. You know, men versus women speak very differently. We have different biological brain makeups. Us as humans speak very differently. I have a whole episode on communication styles if you want to scroll back. I do go way deeper in communication styles inside of radiant relationships because communication is key in life, whether it's relationships, career, family, like we need to learn how to communicate what's going on inside of us because nobody can read our minds and we need to learn not to make assumptions or expectations that others will know what we're saying or thinking and vice versa. And so on top of this one, you know, so maybe if you and your relationship, like is your partner not sharing what's going on? Do you feel like, you know, something's bugging them, but they won't open up. Um, do you feel like you're not being seen or heard and like, it's, you're the only one in the relationship putting the effort in. Like, these are just some signs that need to be worked on. Or if your partner isn't working, wanting to work on them, you know, you may need to be left. You may need to leave the situation, but on top of like the lack of communication also comes the, you know, emotional distance. Relationships are about being open and vulnerable with each other. That's how we connect. And this is meant to be your person, right? So you should feel comfortable and safe expressing how you're feeling and whatever it is, whether it's anger or joy or sadness or grief, like feeling that safety and like non-judgment, having a place to be held to express yourself. But at the same time, making sure like you're not releasing all of your emotional baggage and punking badge punk being a punching bag to them or vice versa. Like if your partner is just releasing all of their anger, frustration with work or other areas of their life, life on you, that's not healthy either. And that's not fair. And they need to find a different way of moving and communicating that emotion versus lashing out on you. And so just wrapping this, this first sign up, you know, if there's lack of communication, if there's emotional communicative distance, that's not how relationships should be. And it's just something to take a look at and realize, you know, are you guys able to make this work or is it time to walk away? Cause are they completely shutting you out and you don't deserve to wait around all the time for them to open back up to you or open up in general. And that's something that they need to work on. Cause that's an attachment style. That's a protection mechanism that, you know, you can't hear, you're not here to fix people. You're here to be in a relationship and it's something to keep in mind. And like I said, at the beginning of this episode, I'm not saying, you know, if there's lack of communication to leave, right? I'm saying this is, these are signs that things aren't working in a relationship. So you either need to get help or do something about it. Or if things continue because it takes two to tango and both need to do work, it may be time to end a relationship and walk away. As I, you know, how many times have you been, I've heard women say like, I've been waiting four years for him to open up and share with me how he's thinking and feeling and being emotional. It's like, okay, cool. You're waiting four years. What are you going to do? Wait four more years until they're going to do that. And you don't even know if they're going to do that because they haven't done it in the first four. Like you, you, your time is precious and you shouldn't be begging somebody to do something. You know, you should want to and feel safe and open and that's their own things they need to work on and vice versa. Okay. The second sign sign is frequent arguments and constant conflict. So let me break this down here because like disagreements are a normal part of any relationship. And like, there's a difference. There's a difference between those like frequent unresolved arguments that can be really detrimental and that can like, um, escalate, escalate, um, and become hostile. And and some of them can involve emotional, mental, or physical abuse. Like that's a clear indication that a relationship is not healthy or sustainable, right? Like if you guys are constantly screaming at each other at the top of your lungs, if there's 
any physical, mental abuse, name calling, like absolutely no, I will not tolerate that. And I will encourage someone to walk away or bring really big awareness to the relationship because that is not okay. And it doesn't matter if you or your partner grew up watching that, like that's not healthy. And you can be here to break the generational cycles of how the past was, you know, but, but let me just again, clarify that then there is the typical like little arguments, right? And so I think it's making sure there's a, you really understand what's a normal little argument to full versus one where there's lack of respect between the partners. So like I used to pride myself with Evan on how little we fight, you know, compared to some friends that we've had, like they get in tiffles or arguments like kind of frequently. And I'm like, why are you arguing over this? Right? It's not really in an unhealthy way, but they're like letting themselves get emotionally bothered for stupid things. But don't get me wrong. Like Evan and I still have arguments. Like when I leave the dishes out, he'll complain. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm on a call. Or if he doesn't do what I ask, like, of course we're going to get heated. We live together. We're with each other all the time. We're going to get annoyed but we barely get in really heated, escalated arguments like I used to in my past. And the reason why it happened so much in our past was because I had an unregulated nervous system, unhealed emotions. I had no control over my thoughts or emotions. And so I had to do a lot of work with myself to release all that. And then a lot of work with myself on how to communicate things healthily, calmly, effectively when something is wrong. Again, things are going to happen that are annoying you, but how are you guys going about it? And so if you're in a relationship, I want you to ask yourself, like, how often do you argue? Is it daily? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? And I want you to take a look at them and ask why. Maybe you track them moving forward and ask, you know, what's this argument about? Is it a pattern? Is it a constant argument? Are you constantly arguing that like you don't feel loved by them? And then he freaks out that like, I do all this for you. Like, you know what I mean? And then does it escalate? If that's the same pattern, like what's going on? Is there a conflict in understanding love languages? Is there a conflict in um, you receiving love the really way you need to? And if they're not willing to give it to you, like, is this relationship actually working? Right. Um, is it a stupid fight? Is it a fight that's going to matter in 72 hours on your deathbed? Right. And like, why can't you let go? And how are your arguments being handled? Is someone name calling? Is someone getting physically, emotionally, mentally abusive? Is, um, their avoidance, like they just leave the house. They don't talk to you and then like come back and pretend like nothing happened. Like that, those are all unhealthy. Again, they can be worked on, but if they're, your relationship isn't being worked on, if they're not doing that again, it might need, may need maybe time to walk away. Um, there's healthier ways to handle conflict and arguments, but it takes two people take responsibility to handle it that way. And I'm just bringing awareness here for you that like very, like, I don't think it's healthy to have daily arguments, especially if they're really emotional and really like escalating. And so it's just something to take a look at, or like, if it's the same argument over time, what's going on. Okay. Third sign that a relationship isn't working and maybe a sign to walk away is there's a discrepancy in core and life goals. So like successful long-term relationships require alignment from both people, alignment in core values and life goals and visions. And so when two partners have significantly different beliefs or priorities or goals and visions for their life, it's going to cause tension and it's going to cause maybe conflict leading back up to number two on arguments. And some of them can be resolved, but some of them I believe cannot. 
And until they are resolved, the relationship will not flourish. So this is actually a huge eye-opener for women who have joined radiant relationships because they've never been taught and never looked at their values before. And values apply to every area of your life, but we're talking about values and relationships right now, right? And if your values aren't similar or being respected by your partner, it's going to create conflict. Or if your goals in life are very different, it's going to create conflict and tension. And just because two people love each other doesn't always mean those two people are meant to be together. Let me break that down. Let's say you value family time and quality time and spending time with others, but your partner, like just that's not one of their priority values and they value more like freedom and nomad living and traveling and very like being very like independent, hyper-independent, that's going to cause conflict because you're going to feel like our family isn't important to you and you always want to do this, this, this. And they're just, you know what I mean? Like they're getting held down and not chasing their freedom or their values conflict and values there or another example is like the goal life visions right if you want kids and to get married but they don't want children that is going to be a massive conflict and again some of these can be worked out talking it out but some of them can't like the big vision ones like children or not or lifestyles or not and one of the biggest mistakes that i've seen people make is them saying, well, I stayed with them because I just hoped or expected that they would change their mind. And once we got married, they would want kids. Whoa, not okay. That's a manipulation in some sort. And that's not fair for the individual who told you upfront that they didn't want children. And now you're like upset because you want kids, you're married and they don't. But like this conversation was either had or could have been had before getting married. And there are conversations that need to be made because I've seen couples break up later on in the future because of different visions and goals and desires and values that easily could have been handled earlier on, but there was attachment. There was so much love and being blindedness to the fact of what they wanted. And they just assumed or expected their partner would change for them, but that's not fair also for the partner, right? Yes. Relationships are about sacrifice, but to a certain extent, and it's really being mindful, like in your relationship right now, do you guys have the same values? And do you guys have similar life goals and visions? And are they in alignment? And if they aren't, can they be in alignment? Like, can they coexist together? Cause some can, I agree. And also some can't. So like, for example, Evan and I, I have a little bit more of a value and a priority of travel and more freedom lifestyle where he likes to have a home base and just like, just that like I could probably live a little bit more of a nomad lifestyle than him but I'm willing to compromise have a home base here in Florida as long as we do travel and trips multiple times a year and not just once a year right so that's a way we've been able to coexist with our values and priorities and goals in life okay number four unhealthy patterns or behaviors so it's you have to be honest with yourself here and you need to recognize is this behavior harmful or toxic and i'm talking about emotional or mental manipulation control codependency if either partner is consistently engaging in unhealthy behaviors things that you don't like right even if that's like smoking right that's affecting you it can create an imbalance and unhealthy dynamic obviously negatively impacting both individuals and it's unfortunate how many women i've seen who are in emotional or mental abusive relationships 
and they're scared to walk away because they're scared of, will I find anything better? But the thing is, is when we stay in relationships like that, you are make teaching your subconscious mind like that's what you're worth but like that's not what you're worth that's not okay and you're normalizing somebody's toxic behavior that should not be accepted and there's typically a typical reasons are you don't know any better right you may have grown up in a very similar household right like if your parents were alcoholics and would yell or physically abuse each other you may think that's quote-unquote normal or okay and acceptable which it's not and so you're more willing to take it. I forget this number of statistics. Like I forget the statistic of like if you grew up in an emotional, physical type of abusive household, you're more likely to attract a partner like that and accept that just because that's all you've ever known. You're used to like that traumatic energy. But I'm here to tell you that's not safe and that's not okay. Or you may be clinging to the past version of the person or the relationship and clinging to the potential you could have, but you're not looking at the current situation and facts. This is a huge one. You cannot marry potential and it's not your responsibility to change someone. You can work on things if two people are taking responsibility, but there I've seen manipulative relationships where they'll like lure you in, they'll give you the love and the healthy relationship you actually deserve. And then they'll go right back to their old ways. And that's called the narcissism or manipulation. And I'm talking anything around like gaslighting. So blaming you for something. Oh, like, and I, and I do want to take here, like, I believe the word narcissism and gaslighting has been, is being thrown around because it's like a trend through TikTok, but it is true. And I think it's important to learn, like, is this person always blaming me? Am I always doing something wrong? Are they making me feel loved and then ripping it away from me? And like, is there name calling? Are they talking bad about me behind my back or in front of others? Like, I've just heard people say like nasty things about their partners in front of their face and they just take it, think that's okay. And I've actually had to step in and be like, I will absolutely not tolerate you speaking that way about them or even behind their backs. Like that's not healthy. That's not an okay behavior. Um, like saying things like, I'm just not attracted to you. You're so ugly. Like you're not good enough. Like these are things you should not be taking in. Um, also other unhealthy behaviors, the controlling side, the codependency side, if they're asking every single move, what are you doing? Where are you at? Who are you going to be with? If they have your location on your phone and they're always looking it up in unhealthy ways, if they're not letting you do your hobbies or hang out with your friends, these are red flags. If they're flirting with people in front of your face or you see inappropriate messages, again, these are unhealthy patterns or behaviors that this is a bigger sign that I would encourage you more to leave than, than stay and make it work because I don't believe people should stick around for someone to overcome some horrible behaviors until you're worthy of, of receiving that. Because the thing is, is a big concept in NLP is that people are not their behaviors. And so, yes, if your partner's willing to actually change and actually are, it's so easy for people to say, I'm going to change, I'm going to change. And months go by and they don't fucking change. You have a serious question to ask yourself. How long are you willing to wait? What is it costing you to be in this relationship? Your happiness, your mental and emotional health. If there's children, is it affecting them? How are they being raised, right? And okay, cool. Maybe your person changes and guess what could happen? You could get back together. It could be healthy and it could be great. Or you find someone that treats you the way you deserve to be treated. But you have to have these honest conversations with yourself of like, is this behavior okay? Like if you, if there's no kids, imagine yourself having a little girl, a daughter, and imagine her dating someone like who you're dating and having a man treat her the way they're treating you. 
that will shift your perspective. So know your worth, know that you don't deserve to be treated, spoken to in any type of way and hold your ground and walk away from a relationship. If there's any type of unhealthy patterns or behaviors. Okay. Number five, I got a little like passionate on that one because I've just seen way too many women put up with bullshit behaviors that they think is okay and it's not. And I will take a stand for the women like that because I don't think that's fair. And men too, right? Women can be toxic as well. Um, I just know my audience here is mainly women. Okay, number five, loss of trust and betrayal. Trust is literally the foundation of any strong relationship. And if trust has been broken due to infidelity, dishonesty, broken promises, like not being, like not following through with their word, lack of trust is going to happen. And it's going to lead to insecurity in the relationship, doubt, um, making it way more difficult for the relationship to cover recover because it trust can be, my mom used to say this to me all the time. Trust can be broken in a freaking second, but it can take a very long time to build trust up again. And it's not that I believe, how do I want to word this? I do believe trust can be built up again. But I do believe those who've been greatly hurt or betrayed and lost trust in someone could still trust someone, but I wouldn't say it's not, I wouldn't say it's uncommon for them not to have that lingering thought in their mind, especially if you've dealt with lies or, or infidelity and cheating, right? Or like even someone's not saying what they're going to do. Like there's going to be that percentage of them that's going to say like, oh, how do I fully know that like they're not doing that? How do I know they're telling the truth? Because if that person has hurt you and broke that trust, it's just, you're not going to, you can forgive, but you won't forget. Right. And so if you are dating someone right now who has cheated on you or who has done lied big, you know, maybe they're talking to other people online, emotional cheating, right? They didn't physically cheat, but they're emotionally cheating or they're flirting or they're saying they're on a work trip, but really they're on a trip with their boys or whatever it is. Or maybe they keep telling you they're going to do something and do something, but they're not. You got to take a look at the relationship. I personally, I don't want to put too much of my own opinions, but I don't, I believe that things can be worked on or things can be communicated in advance and it doesn't have to get to a point where somebody hurts someone that bad or betrays someone that bad or lies. Like, why can't you just communicate? And the fact that you're lying means you have something to hide or you have communication things you can work on. So yes, I think it's a balance of both, but I think you really need to take a look at the behavior. I've seen women stay in relationships where they've been cheated on for multiple times, years on end, stop going back. I'm just going to tell you, stop going back. They're not going to change. And I'm not going to, yeah. Like if they keep doing it, just leave. You deserve someone that's going to love you. And there's people out there that will not do that to you. Okay. Number six, neglecting. Now we're going to, you know, we're going a little softer here. There's some two passionate ones, neglecting personal growth and individuality. So I believe The healthiest, best best relationships are when two people are whole and competent in themselves and come back together and that they're constantly growing and evolving and cheering each other on. The issue lies when one person is codependent or if one person is not supporting someone's growth or 
either person are not personally developing and they're codependent, they're relying on someone, one partner is either sacrificing their dreams to make the other one happy. This is unhealthy codependent dynamic for sure. You still need to be be individuals. Huge, huge common pattern I've worked with with women is I lost who I was. I lost, I didn't know who I was. I lost my identity when I got in the relationship because I did everything for them to make them happy, to, to build our love. And I lost, you know, I sacrificed my hobbies or X, Y, Z where I wanted to live for them. Yes, relationships come with some sacrifices and compromises, but you can't lose sight of who you are because at the end of the day, someone can leave you or someone could die and you will be left alone. And all you have left really in this life is you really. That's the one person you can fully depend on is yourself. So a few things to keep in mind, do they not want you to go after your dreams? Do they project their doubt onto you? Like you can't do that. You're not good enough to quit your job or to get that degree. What? Right. Are you learning and working on improving of themselves? And are they not, do they laugh at you? Like you're listening to this for a reason, most likely, if you're a podcast listener that keeps coming up, you're here because you had some mindset shifts and perspective shifts and awareness, and you're growing and you're evolving and you're human. And fucking yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for doing the work. But are they? Because as you're rising and evolving, you cannot have somebody that's anchoring you down. Partnership comes when two people are growing individually and supporting each other's personal development. So is your partner constantly complaining about themselves or life or job or negative mindset? If they are, you're going to absorb that energy and it's going to drain you. Or are they constantly wanting to do things around couples and not letting you have the freedom or space to do your hobby, hang out with your girlfriends? Again, codependency things you just may want to be aware of easily can be improved at the same time if they're not willing to grow and evolve are you willing to be in a relationship that that way and get anchored down all right number seven constant feeling of unhappiness or dissatisfaction so if you're constantly waking up feeling unfulfilled unhappy in the relationship in your significant others love for you actions for you these are issues that can be worked on, yes, but like, how long are you going to be unhappy and unfulfilled for? Do you question a lot? Like, are they actually going to change? Do they actually mean it this time? Are they always complaining and like you, that you don't show them love or you don't do enough for them and it's draining you, feeling like you're never good enough, you never do anything right? You know, if the energy overall is low vibes, like you're not excited to see them, like, why are you in the relationship then? Are you settling? Are you attached to each other? Have you just been together for four, seven years and it's just everything you've known, but you're scared to walk away? I believe relationships should be happy and excitement. Like I get fucking excited every time Evan comes home. Like I'm so excited to see him and I'm so fulfilled by the relationship. I'm so happy. Of course, there's moments of times where he may annoy me, but like overall the relationship, like how do you feel in it? And be honest with yourself. Okay, number eight. We got two more. Number eight, if there's loss of physical intimacy, a lack of or decline in physical intimacy can be a big, huge sign that there is a relationship issue here. There's a deeper emotional issue here. 
Because like, yes, a physical attractions may evolve over time. Yes, in the beginning, you might have sex like bunnies and eventually you may tamper down. Okay, kind of, I don't want to say normal, but it can be common in lots of couples. We're busy, you've got kids, you have careers, great. Hormones shift, but a complete loss of intimacy can lead to feelings of disconnection, of distress, of not being seen, of not being loved. I know this sounds pretty obvious, but like, trust me, it is scary. You'd be surprised of what I've heard some people, some couples say of their lack of intimacy and for how long. And when I say intimacy, I, yes, that can mean sex and it can mean other things because intimacy means into me, you see, it means giving someone undivided attention and quality time. It could just be having a really deep, open, vulnerable, emotional conversation about how you're feeling, about the future. It's about being seen and heard. So it's a big mix of both. But I will say, if your partner is not wanting to be physically intimate and it hasn't been for a few months, it's something to take a look at. What's going on? Why is that happening? And how long can you do that, right? Like, We all have needs. We all have desire to be loved. And I believe that's a huge, that's the difference between roommates and friendships and partners is that physical connection is that, you know, where, where we get to make love and see each other naked and being vulnerable. Like that is the difference between a partner, a romantic partner and a friendship. Where, where are you at with your relationship? Okay. And finally, the last sign of the relationship isn't working and the last big sign of when you actually need to walk away is when one person doesn't want to put the effort in doesn't want to try to make it work doesn't want to go to therapy doesn't want to read books doesn't want to go to counseling doesn't want to hear from you if you're learning from this podcast or if you join reading relationships like if one person doesn't want to put it in it ain't gonna work it takes two to tango and like i said i i do believe a lot of relationships problems can be solved really depending on how unhealthy and toxic whatever is going on but I I remember listening to this once and it really like stuck with me they're like but if just one if two you need to have two people 100% in ready to give it their all but if one person isn't or not giving their 100% it's not gonna work when Evan and I were quote unquote trying to make it work before the breakup he was 100% in I was not and guess what happened it didn't fucking work and that's why I left when we got back together, we both were 150% in. And that's why we have the relationship we have now two years later. And I think it's a really important concept to understand here is that the grass is not always greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. But you can't force someone to water. To water it. To absorb the water, right? So at the end of the day, you need to know your worth. And you need to know when to have the balls and the courage to walk away. No matter how much it may hurt, no matter how scary it may be, emotionally, financially, security, I I get it, I've been there. And sometimes you need to recognize it's not worth the pain. You deserve more. And so recognizing when a relationship is not working and facing the reality of ending it, yes, it's gonna be difficult. Yes, it's gonna be emotionally challenging. However, when you're honest with yourself and with your partner, that's going to allow the relationship to get back together and make it work. 
or it's going to allow you to end the relationship that's no longer fulfilling you. And then it's going to help open the door to a new opportunity, opportunities of healing, of growth, of self-discovery, and eventually an opportunity for a fulfilling, loving partnership in the future that you deserve. And it's important to remember that because you cannot bring in a new car into a garage until you fully get the old one out. So don't try to like be on a break and then try to like make it work with that person, but then also be on dating apps. Like, no, doesn't work. Been in similar situations, helped women in similar situations. It doesn't work. So cut the cord, heal, and then you can find someone new. And a huge thing to know is that ending a relationship doesn't mean it's a failure. It's an act of courage. It's an act of bravery. And sometimes it's the necessary step towards prioritizing yourself, your self-love and your emotional health. And no matter how much love there may be for people or how good it was in the past, sometimes the relationships do just not work and it's okay. And don't beat yourself up over over it. So this was a little bit longer than I expected, but if you're currently listening to this and you're like, contemplating ending a relationship or but not sure if it's the right time because there's work you guys could both do to improve it get help or if you're listening to this and you're healing from a heartbreak or you're single and you're wanting to like attract the right partner that is your soulmate and has all healthy characteristics or if you're listening to this and you're like i want to create a healthy thriving relationship with my partner and i know we're both in it i invite you to join radiant relationships this is my eight week coaching program helping you heal from the past because we can't bring past baggage in new relationships. It's going to cause conflicts and it helps you get clear on what you desire in a partner in a relationship and teaching you ways to manifest that. So manifest either a new partner or also manifest that version of the relationship with your current partner, because as you do the work, you rise up, they can rise up too. And it's here to teach you principles to have a healthy, thriving relationship with filled with love and passion and joy. And the way we do this is there's three phases. It's heal, align, love, and shine. Because we need to heal from our past, align our values and our goals, and then we get to love and shine and really step into who we're meant to be to have the relationship we desire. And so we cover topics around our values, around life visions, around how to let go and forgive and heal from the past so it doesn't bleed into the future. What our love languages are, our communication styles, such a great module. Conflict resolution, healthy conflict resolution, protection mechanisms. Because the more you understand more about yourself, your love languages, your your communication styles, your attachment styles, your protection mechanisms, the more you're able to communicate it with your partner and shift your behaviors or shift your ways and create a super deeply connected relationship. And like topics around how to have healthy relationship practices and and so much more. I am so proud of this program. You will leave feeling free from your past, healed, and in the right direction to have the healthiest, best relationship possible for your future that will be filled with so much love and joy and communication. And I know that because of my own experience and because of the women I've already helped. Like a few results from the ladies in the first round was they found self-love and worth and they knew what they were willing to accept and not tolerate. Some ladies left their toxic ex cycle because they know would come back into their life and then leave and hurt them again. It was just this constant like reopening of the wound finally left them for all. They healed from their past relationships, forgave who they needed to forgave, even did some inner child healing that was creating issues in their relationships. 
Some ladies even found new partners. I was reading a testimonial yesterday and one of them was like, that whole saying, when you know, you know, like I fucking get that now. She's like, I thought I was begging someone for months to love me the way I deserved and desired. And once I was able to like let go and lead that relationship, I found someone that would give it to me without even asking. And I know they're the one, like I feel it. And she's like, and I get to act so different now. I speak my truth. I can communicate healthy because I know myself more. I have set boundaries in healthy ways. And oh, like that testimonial made me so happy. So women have found their their soulmates. And I've even had women get back together with their exes because of the work and knowledge that they learned from this program that they're applying together, kind of like Evan and I did. And obviously so much more, but just a few, just a few real life testimonial and results that some of the women have had and everybody's different, but some things you can really expect. So if you're interested in, in overall creating healthy, thriving, radiant relationships in your future, join the program. I've changed the model so you can join now whenever you are ready. It's evergreen. So you can join whenever you're ready. You can learn all the information on my website. You can sign up there. We have payment plan options available and you'll learn everything you get. There's, there's video modules, there's workbooks, there's meditations and, and tools to help you every step of the way. But the best part is the coaching and the group community. You're surrounded with like-minded women on a, such a similar path with you. You become besties because you feel heard and seen. And like, you don't have to like vent to your family and friends all the time. Like you have a group here to hold space for you and you have the opportunity to get that private support, that coaching support on our coaching calls to really help you let go, heal, gain clarity, and work through whatever it is you're working through inside of your relationships. Oh, I'm obsessed. So if you're listening to this episode, take it as a sign. Check out the link below. Um, it's on my website, tatianakuto.com slash radiant dash relationships. Learn all about it. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto or message me on email. Have any questions, but I would love to have you inside and support you with whatever stage you are at when it comes to relationships. And I really appreciate you so much for listening. I really appreciate you having an open heart. I hope this brought a lot of awareness for you and ways you can improve things that need to shift. Or if it's that like, this was a sign I need to walk away. I'm here. You're brave. I love you. And if you valued from this, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto or send it to someone who might need to hear these truths. And I just appreciate you so much for listening. Make sure to take action. You may have learned a lot here. Take action. Take time to reflect. Take time to have those honest conversations with yourself because that's the best way you're going to be able to make a change in your life. And this is why I have this podcast to give you all this free, valuable information And information is free, but sometimes implementation is when you charge that fee to get that support. So make sure you're implementing it. Reach out if you need help and join Radiant Relationships if you'd like to go deeper. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next Tuesday. Continue to shine bright, embrace who you are, and have the most radiant day ever. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.